Good day and welcome back to the podcast. It's Friday, 27th of September, 1946. There's been a typhoon hammering Nancheng for the past four days, and this might partly explain Bet's very different mood today. You'll recall that recently she's been full of beans and on top of the world. Today, however, we find her stricken with homesickness and in a melancholy and reflective state of mind. She's longing for home, for family, and her beloved husband John, who, you'll recall, never returned from the war. It seems by letter's end this short conversation with her mother does, however, help lift her spirits. Mrs. Betty Souter, Honor Regional Office, Nanchang, Changsi, 27th of September. Mother darling, tonight is cool and clear. Masses of stars far up in the dark sky. No wind, no moon. I stood out there for a while, enjoying the stillness and the quiet, thinking of many things. White iris, a purple orchid, John's smile as I met him, the chancel steps, and all the happiness of that day. I longed for home. The best I can do, since Unra has no magic carpets, is to write to you. Talk a while. It has been a restless day. Not much work done. I suppose that my restlessness was the result of my own personal thoughts. I don't know why everyone else was unsettled. Maybe the reaction after the typhoon, which has been tearing at our house for three long days. Once the typhoon wind starts, it does not let up at all until it has blown itself right out, usually two or three days. This wind came from the north, bringing in the grit from the shores of the river and tossing the spray from the white caps through the windows and doors when momentarily opened. It has not really been cold, though we have blankets at night, and none of the former humidity. Winter is going to be cold, but Marge and I have planned to refurnish our rooms a bit and lay in stock of coal for our fireplace, so it should be all right. Something has interrupted the mail. I haven't had any home mail at all for ten days, and I'm growing very impatient about it. The magazines and Heralds have kept me quite busy in the meantime, but they are no proper substitute for the family gossip, and I know all the letters received to date almost by heart. I guess I'm rather much of a homing pigeon. I have sent home to Jew, I think, a long letter about the celebrations for Gmo. We had lots of fun and enjoyed the fluttering around. There was a happy culmination to the festivities last night, when we, Unra Office, gave a party, dinner, at the Burlington Hotel to return the hospitality given to us in the course of the civic welcome. It was a very bright party, lovely dinner, most chatty, and went with a great swing from beginning to end. Our guests included the Governor, the Mayor, the Secretary-General, the Sunra heads, the Government Department heads, and any other Chinese people who had given hospitality to any one of us. Altogether, there were 62 people present. Marge and I were saying this morning that we do take very casually the big shots of China. 
Imagine the flutter if we were to give a party at home and had an invitation accepted by the governor. Our comment really arose from a discussion of the fact that we two, tickets please, as Marge would say, seem to be the most popular of the women here, as recently evidenced by the governor singling each of us out from the rest of the 62 guests last night to drink our healths individually. At the time, we just thought it a matter of course. Mrs. Souter and Miss Block are mostly mentioned together and always in reference to invitations to parties. It is fun. Interruption. But maybe it's a good thing. They do not leave me alone for long. It is time now for us to give the houseboys their evening English lesson and then Mr. Shen, Er Peng, will give me my Chinese lesson. He's a nice young man, but I suspect he thinks I'm a very nice girl. However, I'm learning quite a lot of his language and I'm grateful for his attention in that regard. I really must be off as my pupils are sitting very patiently waiting for Su Tai Tai to give them their words of wisdom. For now then, my dearest mother, I will say goodnight. Your boo. Production credits for this episode, produced and narrated by Warren Henry, the voice of Betty Souter by Helen Polkinghorne, and the featured tune from 1946, Laughing on the Outside, Crying on the Inside, performed by Dinah Shaw with the orchestra under the direction of Sonny Burke. Thank you.
I'm still in love 